0: Hero Quest. Deep inside another dimension, face battling barbarians and evil magic on a quest for adventure in a maze of monsters. This is Hero Quest, the fantasy adventure game where winning means mastering the arts of combat. I'll use my broadsword. And magic. Fire of wrath. Once you get into it, you'll never be the same. Hero Quest. Now with two new adventure packs, the legend grows music mm-hmm.
1: Hey! We're back. Pump action. Podcast. And TIE Fighter. And uh, yeah, we're talking today about
0: Lou Ferrigno and Hercules. Hercules,
1: (laughs) yes. (laughs) You know, on the drive over... um, thinking about this movie. Uh, I didn't come into this movie until way late. Way late. Way past, I mean, probably just about 10 years or so ago. It's one of those movies that like, I was always aware of, but I just couldn't bring myself to watch it. <laughs> um, it just, every time I tried to put it on, it just makes me want to watch clash of the titans yeah and then i immediately think like i should really be watching clash of the titans because it's such a better (laughs) movie because there's so much bizarro things that go on in this film but um what year did this come out do you remember 1983 1983 so this is probably if i'm a betting man um sort of at the the in the wake of the success of conan right um, if I'm a betting man
0: and star Wars and original star, Wars. star Wars trilogy, cause it does have a lot of sci-fi elements.
1: But I've also heard, um, Superman, uh, they wanted to kind of create like a kid superhero, um, which I guess we'll get into. But, um, uh, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, do you know where it's available? I mean, I know I have a,
0: uh, it has come out on DVD. I don't know if it's still being printed. Yeah. Uh, I think it's on Blu ray too. Yeah, the, I have
1: a Blu ray copy. Um, I think Shout may have put it out. Um, yeah, I, I went through a phase probably about 10 years ago <laughs> where I was like trying to just lap up any, you know, sword and sandal film that I could get my hands on. And that's where I first came across this one. And like I said, the first couple of viewings, like I didn't even finish it. And there's a whole. List of reasons why I couldn't finish it upon my initial viewing, and we'll get all get to all that I guess as we kind of move forward. But I'll kind of put a pin in that until it's more appropriate to talk about. Yeah, it's all
0: it. uh, Of course, came out on VHS, and I'm almost positive I've I've seen it streaming. Yeah, every once in a while, so it's not hard to not really hard to find.
1: Yeah, Uh, I guess you know before we even jump in, I think we should probably talk about Lou. Mm (laughs) <laughs> Lou the man uh, You know Of course I think everybody first heard of Lou I mean as a kid As for the Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. Like and I was a big fan Of the Incredible Hulk You know back when I was a kid um, I just I couldn't believe that there was a person That looked like that and it scared me And I was always into things that, that was borderline Scary to me <laughs> And just the whole transformation Like <laughs> You know, and like the eyes are like yellow and yeah. like, you know, and the, the teeth gritty and like, you know, the, just the busting out of the clothes like, you know, but I, that was the very first time that I remember even my dad or people talking about like Lou Ferrigno. And then I was used to getting um, uh, confused with John Batusak. The guy um, from yeah. Goonies. Uh, Goonies and the guy from, more importantly, uh, Caveman. <laughs> <laughs> so there for a while as a kid, just being a stupid kid, like, oh, I see muscles and a big bushy black hair. Like, that's got to be the same guy, right? <laughs> but um, do you remember watching, were you a fan of the Incredible Hulk TV series? <clears throat>
0: I, I know I didn't watch it on a regular basis, but I was aware of it. Yeah.
1: And I knew of him. Um.
0: I think maybe the first thing I really saw him in, for sure, was Pumping Iron, oh. like in the '90s.
1: And that that is one that I think that you and I should definitely cover because <laughs> of that that I I can tell I could go off on that movie, and that definitely is its own episode. But um, yeah, for sure. And um, Lou is also. Did other films, you know, maybe not quite as popular. So I guess he went from like the Incredible Hulk. Did he go jump straight into, I don't know much about his filmography. I should have done some research. I kind of leave that up to you.
0: Yeah, so he did uh, Pumping Iron, which came out in 1977, back when he was just bodybuilding. And right after that is when he did Incredible Hulk Mm -hmm. from 1978 to 82. And there are also a few Incredible Hulk movies in eighty oh, six, eighty tr- seven, and eighty eight.
1: The trial of the yeah. Incredible Hulk, yeah.
0: And in those movies, they, you see Daredevil and Thor. Oh actually. that's I right. I don't know if that's their first screen appearance.
1: That's gotta or, be, right? I mean seems- I know there's there I've gotta get this. It's a there's a box set mm-hmm. of the whole series. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, when I have money which is never I'll be able to afford to get that but I wonder if those movies are included in that box that is what I was getting at
0: um, yeah and then throughout the 80s he did a bunch of movies B movies like Hercules 1 and 2 7 Magnificent Gladiators Cage 1 and 2 Liberty and Bash <laughs> Sinbad uh, what oh else? okay Sinbad yeah, a bunch of them up there on the, on oh it looks like
1: Desert Warriors yeah, up there Desert on the Warrior. Pantheon
0: Uh, Uh, So yeah And then He's probably Most known To a lot of people From King of Queens
1: Oh that's right I forgot he was in that
0: Sitcom with uh, Kevin James And Leah Romini From 1998 To 2007
1: He actually played himself Right? Yeah 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 Wasn't his son Like Lou Lou Jr. In that too? Or he was in like Friends or something Wasn't he? In something like Popular sitcom too Maybe I'm wrong
0: um, so yeah, that's kind of his what he's most known for, probably. Yeah. Pumping Iron, Hulk, uh, some random 80s B movies and King of Queens.
1: I also think that we are overlooking the fact that he used to dominate all the competition in the Battle of the Network stars. <laughs> Why don't they do that anymore? <laughs> like That's only like an 80s, 70s, 80s yeah, thing. If you don't know what we're talking about, back in the day, all of the networks, NBC, um, ABC. You know, ABC, CBS, all of their top stars would get together and compete in, like, the like Olympics. circus or something? Yeah, like
0: a circus. <laughs> so
1: you would have, like, Ed Bagley Jr., like, you know, with Alan Alda, like, facing off against, like, Ferrigno and, uh, I don't know, Simon and Simon or, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they need to bring that back. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see Battle of the Network stars. But anyway, I just remember him, like, just dominating. Like, he was, like, no holds barred, like... I mean just crushing everybody back in those days so
0: uh so quick history uh he was born in brooklyn in 1951 he had an ear infection as a baby where he lost 80 percent of his hearing so if you ever hear him talk that's why he has a very distinctive talk voice mm-hmm. um he started working out as a teenager and idolized such bodybuilders as steve reeves arnold schwarzenegger dave draper and larry scott He was a competitive bodybuilder uh, for mostly throughout the 70s. He won Mr. Teenage or Teenage Mr. America in 1971. He won Mr. America and Mr. Universe in 73, Mr. International and Mr. Universe in 74. And also in 74, he came in second place in Mr. Olympia and third place, Mr. Olympia in 75. Mm Mm-hmm. In 1977, he came in fourth in the World's Strongest Man competition. Yeah. Um, in 92, and he, that's after that, he kind of went into Hollywood to do t- movies and stuff. Yeah. And then he kind of came out of bodybuilding retirement in 92 and came in 12th in Mr. Olympia. And the next year, in 93, he came in 10th place in Mr. Olympia.
1: Oh, yeah, that was like back in the 90s, wasn't it? Or something yeah, like that? 92. 92, 92. yeah, yeah. He was, was like 40-something. 40 40. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: And that was, 93 was basically when he really retired from bodybuilding and kind of kept doing more Hollywood stuff after that.
1: Yeah. I know he wrote a couple of books, and mm-hmm. um, I've read two of them. Uh, one of them, I think we both have. the. Uh, yeah, there it is. It's- Lou
0: Ferrigno's Guide to Personal Power bodybuilding and fitness yes
1: (laughs) you can definitely tell that he's friends with Tony Robbins and you think he name drops that guy about 15 (laughs) times in in that book Uh, but there's another one that's a little bit I think before that too um I don't remember it's I got it at a thrift store of all places but anyway it's got like a blue cover I think it's called the incredible Lou Ferrigno Mm -hmm. I think that's the name of it but he had a really hard life growing up um you know, if you've ever seen the movie um, Pumping Iron, like they kind of portray the relationship between he and his father as, like, you know, all of support and, like, you know, like, do we'll do anything that we can to help you. But if you read the books, it's not like that at all. He's, mm-hmm. He says his dad was really just kind of there to be on TV, to be famous. Um, his dad was constantly putting him down because of his disability and. Um, was almost, like, ashamed of him. Um, You know, even so, like, he would trick him. Like, there was that one story in that book where he's talking about, like, he was so proud that he could, like, curl, like, Mm -hmm. 100 pounds. And he's like, he's like, he's like, Dad, like, come down, you know, come down to the basement. And, you know, his dad, like, walked down there and, you know, he was like, what? you know, like, you're bothering me or whatever. And he's like, watch what I can do. And he, like he's like not only did i curl it once he like curled it like three times and he's like did you see that dad like can you believe i did that you know like aren't i great he's like yeah louis that's great let me let me see if i can do that and he said his dad like reached down and like like oh man i don't know this is really heavy and then like and like brought he's like oh man and then just proceeded to like knock out like 15 reps with it and then like dropped it down he's like call me like when you're when you do something good or something like that he was just like you know you know like how fresh like just crushed him like every chance he got he would like crush him um there's that other one like where he i think did he win mr i'm not mr olympia because he never won mr olympia like mr america or mr universe Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be broadcast on abc wide world of sports and um he had won the competition and he had came home and told his dad about it because um, his dad said he wasn't he wasn't allowed to leave the house <laughs> he, like like he couldn't move out on his own so he was like 20 something years old still living like down in the basement or whatever right. and um, he said his dad went to like the t- television studio to because his dad was sort of like his manager or something to like look over and um, anyway so he watched all the footage and I guess the after he had won he'd come off the stage and the news reporter had interviewed him, you know, about, you know, tell us about, you know, how you're feeling now. And, you know, Lou did his interview or whatever. And, um, you know, because he had a speech impediment because of his hearing, I guess it was difficult to understand him. So um, when he came back, like Lou was like all excited, like, you know, what'd you think? Like, tell me, tell me how how I looked. And he's like, it was terrible. He's like, you're an embarrassment. (laughs) He's like, nobody can understand you. You're a mush mouth. Like, he's like, we're scrapping it. And so they didn't even show because of that, like his dad said, they weren't going to air Mister Universe that year or something like that because he won and he was embarrassed because of his speech. Like it's just terrible. So <laughs> it's amazing that you know a guy with a that grew up like that. You know, his dad just constantly just crushing his spirit. Turned out, you know, the way he did. You know, um, I know that I've met him on a few occasions. And full disclosure, like I don't feel like he's the friendliest. Of people, but Mm -hmm. I'm certainly after I read the books, like I understand now a little bit more. So to me, he gets a bit of a pass. Have you ever met him at like a con?
0: No, I've I've heard the stories though.
1: Yeah, Um, we were at a con, um, I guess, Wizard Con a few years back, and he he was a guest there. And there's like, anyway, there's probably like 20 feet between like the gate where you could like. Go into, you had to walk like 20 feet. Mm-hmm. You're basically 20 feet back. There's like a barricade, and he was like up on a little stage part, like you know, sign and stuff. And so, like, you go up there, we're like, oh my god, like I'm getting ready to meet Louie. Like, like I, I, I mean, I was almost, I, I was, I was without speech. Mm-hmm. I was rendered speechless. Let's just say that. And so, we go up there, we're waiting in line, and the whole time he's just reading a newspaper. Like, you can't even see his face. <laughs> and so, when we paid, it was like sixty dollars or something like that, and I had a Hercules poster that I wanted him to sign. You know, um, the beautiful um, loose or uh, Drew Struzen Hercules cover. Uh-huh. You know, where he, it's like the Steve Reeves, where he's like, dude, you got the shield, he's like, right. got the double bicep pose, and he's got the sword, and it's a gorgeous poster. And so um, I have my poster, and I can't wait to get up there. And the guy kind of, wis- kind of goes around the paper his handler I guess and like tells him that somebody's here to like get their autograph he like whips the paper down like over his eyes and (sighs) kind of he like folds the paper up and he like sets it down and then um, I go up there and I was just like man it's so great to meet you doesn't say a word I was like you know um, do you remember anything about this movie oh yeah it was great and signed his name and like that was it. Like, and I was ushered off. He went right back to reading the papers. So I was like, well, that was kind of a letdown. And then I met him again um, not too long ago, actually, in Broken Arrow. They had a, he was at the, uh, uh, what's it called, the Vintage Toy Mall. Mm-hmm. And so me and my son um, went to, I wanted my son to get a picture with him. And uh, so it was basically the same thing. I mean, he was just not at all like you know in our in the picture that we are he's looks like he's forcing a smile and i was like hey look let's hit a double bicep you know let get a bicep pose he's like oh i don't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay so he's literally just like standing there and like his new balance white sneakers <laughs> looking every bit of like a golf dad yeah. you know and again i get it i guess but like if you're gonna do those kinds of things I would think that like you would act like you would want to be there but anyway I don't know I will still meet him again if he's out I don't care how big of a jerk he is like I just it's Lou it's <laughs> Lou <laughs> so anyway I digress so tell us a little bit more about uh, which, which what, 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 what you had left to tell us there Hercules Hercules, Hercules. yeah well, let's which, get to it um, 1983
0: Italian American science fiction fantasy adventure film. <laughs> kind of hits a bunch of genres. Yeah. Written and directed by Luigi Cozzi and starring Lou Ferrigno. Uh, of course, it's based on Greek mythology and Hercules.
1: Now, I'm not a scholar by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination, but and I, I don't think that I've ever read The Iliad or The Odyssey or whatever it's called. Is this how accurate is this to actual greek mythology because i feel like they had a little bit of wiggle room there yeah, with they, the source uh, material have you ever read it
0: no i i've read some of the hercules myths of years ago but i don't believe i mean i think they just took a bunch of names and kind of made up a story
1: yeah it seems like they took like parts of conan Mm -hmm. And parts of the Bible (laughs) and parts of just let's throw it against the wall and see if it sticks and like made a movie out of it.
0: So the plot of this one um, is basically Hercules battling the wizard King Minos,
1: who uses
0: uh, science in an attempt to take over the world. (laughs) And so Hercules has to stop him and rescue a princess. (laughs)
1: Well, he so. did do, like, a lot of feats, right? Or, like, trials, didn't he? Like, in the real... Yeah, in the original like, story. Original story. Right. He had, like, 12 trials or something.
0: This so. one, he just kind of fights a bunch of monsters.
1: <laughs> and call them his trials. Yeah.
0: Um. So, yeah, Lou Ferrigno is Hercules, and uh, Sybil Danning is in this, and there's just a whole bunch of people that I've never heard of. Yeah. Because this is a B-Italian movie. Yeah. A bunch of Italian actors and actresses and other... Evil, so um, So uh, the budget of the film was six million dollars mm-hmm. in 1982. Uh, the screenplay was written by uh, Riccardo Gioni. Mm-hmm. Principal photography started in July of 82 in Italy uh, under direction of the writer and director Luigi Cozzi who previously worked on the movie Star Crash. From 1970. Oh, okay. Which. So, another. I don't know if you've heard of that
1: yeah, one. Yeah, is that a Corman film, I believe?
0: Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a Star Wars ripoff, basically, I think. Anyway, yeah, so Hercules uh, tried to merge sword and sorcery and science fiction. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Um, so, film historian Gary Allen Smith said that the movie contradicts Greek mythology. <laughs> Um. Yeah, the the tw- 12 Labors of Hercules, that's what it was. Okay. Now, okay. uh, Hardly ever displayed in the film. Uh, the, and, uh, you know, it's got science fiction aspects, including mechanical monsters and robots. And the screenplay was inspired by Star Wars, the Colossus of Rhodes, and Atlantis, the Lost Continent.
1: Well, you can definitely tell because towards the end, when he pulls the sword out, it's basically
0: a lightsaber mm-hmm. and they have like a lightsaber battle at the very end yeah um so uh, lou ferrigno is quoted as saying when i was a kid i used to watch the hercules movies over and over and over my father would come into my room at two in the morning and i would be watching steve reeves on the television and he would scream at me all you do is watch hercules why don't you get an education Louie?'
1: <laughs> that sounds like maddie
0: <laughs> you're just wasting your time with that stuff
1: yeah mush mouth that sounds yeah. just like something Matty Maddie, Ferrigno Maddie would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So this this movie was filmed back-to-back with another Ferrigno movie, The Seven Magnificent Gladiators.
1: Yeah, that's. I want to see that because that sounds to me like, um, like Curacao is The Seven Samurai, only mm-hmm. with barbarians. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. The Seven Samurai ripoff. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, Lou Ferrigno underwent sword training before production began mm-hmm. and, uh, also a lot more bodybuilding training,
1: which we will get to. Mm-hmm.
0: And he claims that, and he has said uh, through the two thousands, I believe that this, he thinks this, uh, movie was when he was in the best shape of his life.
1: Well, that is one thing that I have to say when you watch this movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't, I can't even believe my eyes. Because he looks so fantastic. Right. Like, yeah, 100%. Like, he's cut. He is, his conditioning is spot on. He glistens. He is so symmetrical. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, I, again, he is, he is like the perfect specimen. And, um, I actually, like I said, I have the Blu ray and there is like a sort of a making of, I guess. And Sybil Danning, um, who was, I guess she was not the co-star, co-star, but she did co-star, and she was like mm-hmm. the, she was like the, well, she wasn't like, was it evil? She's sort of evil, I guess, because there's like his the girl that the princess that he's that's not Sybil Danny it's the other. She's like right. one of the god goddesses or something. And anyway, um, she said like all their scenes together, like she was just like wanting Ferrigno, and Ferrigno <laughs> is you know being a man of you know caliber, he would never cheat on his wife was having none of it Mm -hmm. and she's like she basically like threw herself at him because he looks so fantastic and he was like no but i've felt the same way like i was ready to throw myself at the tv screen because he does it is unbelievable how good he looks in this film like it's i mean i mean again i'm without speech or maybe i've said too much already actually but you know i can appreciate what goes into that and it was a so impressive the way he looked in this film. So,
0: yeah. So he signed the contract five days after being offered the role, and he has said that playing Hercules means more to me than playing the Hulk. Honestly, it means more to me than winning the Mister Olympia contest. Hercules is my all-time fantasy hero.
1: Yeah, and he said, like you had said, that he had grown up just idolizing mm-hmm. Steve Reeves, and I think a lot of guys did. Um, in that book, he was talking about that's he had pictures of Steve Reeves like all over his. You know, pinned up. Like, that was the body that he wanted. Like, that was mm-hmm. his inspiration, you know, what he was going for. I even think Schwarzenegger has said the same thing that Steve Reeves. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Ferrigno, here's some Sybil Danning trivia. So we'll see who's <laughs> what the real story is. For, <laughs> uh, uh, S- Ferrigno and Sybil Danning supposedly got along poorly during a lot of the shooting when she. Sybil Danny went on tour to promote the film. She let her dislike of Ferrigno be known to anyone who interviewed her. She claimed that he had her role reduced and switched from love interest to that of a villain due to their differences.
1: Yes, because so. of what I had said. I, I mean, well, even just that whole idea. Um, so, again, this is coming from the Blu-ray that I have. Um, this is a canon film. Is it Golden and Globus? The guys that are known for taking something that that's currently working and making a much cheaper version of it mm-hmm. from um, a ripoff Rambo, they made Missing in Action, American Ninja. I mean, they've just done like a whole schlocky set. But after Conan hit, they were trying to buy up like what they could to make like a cheap Conan ripoff. And... Um, Hercules, I guess, was sort of like public domain. Like, they didn't have to pay anything for the rights to it. So they purchased this and wrote a script and gave it to Ferrigno. And Ferrigno being Ferrigno, who is like a very family man, like he really is. Like, I don't think he curses. I don't think he he doesn't do anything that he's not supposed to be doing. Um, Looked at the script and flipped his lid and like went into like the office and like threw the script Like, literally in the trash and said, you know, like, Hercules is supposed to be for children. Like, why is Hercules getting BJs in this movie? (laughs) And, like, I mean, just went off on um, Gollan or Globus, whoever, the canon guys. I mean, one of them. I don't remember who it was. And they completely had to rewrite everything. And he was very involved in, like, what he was going to do and what he wasn't going to do. So the fact that, like, you know... If she was throwing herself at him he didn't want that. I can totally see him being like you know what like <laughs> we're gonna I'm gonna do as little, as few scenes as I can with you and definitely have your role re, you know whittled down
0: right uh, The movie was released in the US on August 26, 1983. It was theatrically distributed by Canon Films and MGM. Lou Frigno received negative reviews for his performance. Although many critics thought he was a perfect choice for Hercules because of his musculature. Yeah. It also screened at Drive-In Cinemas. It ranked fourth in the U.S. box office its opening weekend, earning almost $3.5 million. It ultimately grossed $11 million, almost $33 million in today's dollars. It is the... 19th most successful film released by the canon group I wonder what
1: number one is I would have to say Bloodsport right like oh, maybe so. or Cobra that's got to be in there too we'll have to find that list or Over the Top <laughs> I think that was also a canon film
0: uh, that movie received largely negative reviews it was called a ripoff of Clash of the Titans with terrible special effects
1: mm. yep. that's what I said <laughs>
0: It was nominated for five Razzies, including Worst Actor, Worst New Star, Worst Supporting Actress, Worst Screenplay, and Worst Picture. And it won for Worst New Star, which would have been Ferrigno, and (laughs) Supporting Actress, which I believe was Sybil Danning. Yeah. However, over the years, it has become a cult movie and garnered some slightly more positive reviews. Leonard Maltman 2015 Calls the movie silly and special effects laden but aimed praise towards Lou Ferrigno mentioning that the ex-Incredible Hulk is undeniably well cast. <laughs> In 2012 Andy Brack of the Charleston City Paper said that uh, Kevin Sorbo, Schwarzenegger, and Steve Reeves takes on Hercules can't touch Ferrigno's. <laughs> Gary Ellen Smith, in his book Epic Films, says the production design is imaginative considering the limitations of the budget, but the visuals are often marred by poor quality of the special effects. The author also praises the star's main physical
1: strength and aesthetics. Well, he did throw a bear into outer space, mm-hmm. which we have to talk about. We yeah. cannot... Overlooked that, but we'll talk about that in a minute.
0: So at this point, Ferrigno is six five and two
1: hundred and sixty two pounds. God, of just solid man.
0: Here's another list we need to find. Okay, uh, Decider is a movie and TV website.
1: Decider, uh-huh. Decider.
0: Yeah, they named Ferigno the tenth hottest on-screen Hercules.
1: Oh. <laughs> Well, Dan. let me get my phone out. I, uh, Let's see.
0: Nine? You tell me nine people beat him for the hottest? <laughs> impossible.
1: <laughs> that, is, that is one of the impossible feats yeah. that yeah. is the decider. Let me so, just look that up. Well. Yeah. So, Keep yeah,
0: as, as late as 2019, which was just three years ago as we we're recording this, Ferrigno said, what an honor it was to play Hercules. In my opinion, I was in the best shape of my life, and it was one of the best roles and adventures I've ever had so he speaks highly of the movie decades later one of the best things he's ever done there was a sequel called the adventures of hercules released in the u.s. on october 4th 1985 and a lot of the same science fictiony sword and sorcery terrible special effects goodness
1: (laughs) yeah i actually have both of these on like i said um because I had to, I had to, to re-watch these for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was going to, I like I said, I sat down, I forced myself, like, I'm going to enjoy this. And I will say, coming in it with diff- a different set of eyes and, you know, not, I don't know, maybe a little bit more maturity. Like, there's a lot to appreciate about this movie. I mean, yeah, yeah it is, it's goofy as all get out, but... What you're I mean, I was entertained. Right, I didn't find myself bored like I was earlier, or just completely out of the film because of the special effects. Or um, it's a good, solid ninety minutes of entertainment for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see. So it came out in eighty three. I didn't see it until
1: probably the late nineties. Yeah, ninety seven, ninety eight at least. Yeah. But I am gonna. I got I'm gonna watch Hercules two, which is what <laughs> the DVD is. But okay, so here it is. I have my top ten hottest Hercules. Okay. As decided by, of all things, Decider magazine. Number okay. ten, Lou Ferrigno. Okay. Which we've already discussed. Number nine, mm-hmm. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay. And I forgot about him playing Hercules. I remember yeah. seeing that in the in the theaters. Um, that's pretty good. Nine. Huh? Yeah. Number. I figured he be higher. Yeah. And we forgot about this man playing Hercules, I'm sure, Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. at number eight. Hercules, Hercules in New York.
0: Also known as Hercules Goes Bananas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, originally credited as Arnold Strong.
1: Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. And they dubbed his voice. Yes, they did. Yeah. And it is plays like a straight comedy, too. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Because it's, he's it's sort of like a fish out of water, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Yeah. So it's been a while since uh, I've seen it.
0: That movie, also available on DVD, and you can play it with... His original voice, oh, okay.
1: or, he, or he can listen to the dub. To the dubbed one, yeah, awesome. Number seven, Disney's Hercules, uh, which I don't think that's even should be on that list. No. That Hercules wasn't eating, you know, five pounds of rotisserie chicken. Uh, here's another I'm going to have to disagree with Kellen Lutz, um, mm. the Legend of Hercules, um, the guy that was in uh, Twilight. He was in the Twilight movies. Yeah. I don't think he's done much since then, but he is number six. Number five, Kevin Sorbo. Ugh, no way. Yeah, I don't think so. Decider. Come yeah, on. come on. Yeah. Um, the only Hercules, though, to to portray um, the man himself with a MAGA hat on. Um, number four, Steve Reeves. Yeah. I can see that okay. And Steve Reeves does look phenomenal in this picture that they have of him here, um, especially for a man back in the 50s and 60s. Just cut is all get up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Teffler played Hercules in an NBC movie that no one watched. Then why is he number three? <laughs> is there a picture? There is a picture. He looks like a, uh, if you okay, order Taylor this, Lautner off of Wish. That's what this list was like. done by like a 20 year old Yeah female intern or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, God. Uh, number two, Ryan Gosling. He what? played, um, uh, the young Herc in the T V show Hercules he played young Hercules <sighs> and the Kevin Sorbo. So he played when- Yeah, so here he is. Looking every <laughs> bit as like Aragon. Uh, and then of course number one, um, they're saying Hercules from the Sandlot, the dog. Get out of here. Okay. Well We just wasted five that minutes. That was a complete podcast bust. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that we made you guys listen to that. Um, our apologies uh we want you to um, send all hate mail to <laughs> decider.com Let them know how you feel um I I what, who do you think is the hottest Hercules?
0: I I do think Fergno is uh, well yeah yeah it, it was far because Steve Reeves um when he was playing Hercules he was a lot like he had some fat on his bones yeah. He wasn't cut like in his like in his bodybuilding, right? I don't think. Yeah, because I've seen him in the Hercules movies, and he's kind of soft. He's a little soft.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I think Ferrigno definitely, and then Arnold. Yeah, okay, that is probably was, number two.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say because that's got to be Schwarzenegger's first role, which means he was still in the prime of bodybuilding then. Um, so you know he looked phenomenal because he was keeping in shape after that herculean olympia run the six six you know six time six time and i probably would go rock for number three yeah for sure for sure yeah i would say that i think that our our picks mirror one another so yeah i would definitely say probably ferrigno schwarzenegger and then the rock for sure so but yeah um decider decide jack squat (laughs) that's what they decided (laughs) but uh, what other notes you got for us
0: yeah that's that's pretty much it if yeah go see the movie yeah um check it out if you like 80s 80s italian low budget sword and sorcery movies there's a lot of them out there this is honestly probably one of the better ones
1: yeah i agree i've well i mean not that it's a italian made but i mean you have Beastmaster, which Mm -hmm. is pretty good um first death stalker is pretty good um well there's a there's a slew of them but yeah i would definitely say that this has got to be towards the top of the list especially the italian made ones Mm -hmm. um yeah for sure there's a lot of weirdness in this from the the glass the greek vase busting into making the planets to the really bizarro uh Mechanical monsters yeah. that one appears to look stop motion. Stop motion, and you know they said that you know they wanted a Harryhausen-esque mm-hmm. monsters just because of the success of Clash of the Titans and how right. good that looked for the time, and we all know Harry, uh, Harryhausen was just master at his at his game of his craft, and um, but when you don't get the money to to. Harryhausen level you don't get Harryhausen level you get his non-union Mexican equipment <laughs>
0: <laughs> Senor Harryhausen oh
1: yeah, <Harryhauseno>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go but uh, but yeah and then uh, what is your yeah you I mean my favorite scene of this film hands down is the amazing scene with the bear Which we do. It does need its own podcast, but that's kind of
0: notorious, (laughs) notorious scene in the film.
1: And they also cut um, footage from another film called Grizzly, because what I read or what I had also heard on the the Blu-ray is they actually had a real bear. And they wanted to, like, put honey on Farid. He was like, (laughs) absolutely not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so they had it all set up. Like, he was going to wrestle a bear, which was kind of like a thing back in the day. A trained bear. They used to do that on the pro wrestling circuits, you know. Like, Mm -hmm. come and see, like, Gene LaBelle wrestle, like, an 800-pound grizzly bear. (laughs) And, of course, it was all, the thing was doped up beyond, you know, uh, catastrophic levels. But, um, yeah, so on the dvd or the blu-ray that i have they talked about like you know there was a trainer that had a bear there they were wanting to put honey on ferrino he was like absolutely not i'm not doing that um, i just don't trust this guy it's too too much and so they film scenes with the bear and a trainer or whatever and then um cut to, to scenes of a guy and a bear and obviously a bear suit right. And then um, to get the bear to growl, which the bear wouldn't do on command, obviously, they cut scenes from that movie, Grizzly. But the best part of the of the uh, of that scene is him whipping the bear around and literally tossing the bear into outer space. <laughs> His strength. I mean, that was, and it the, turns into the constellation. It turns into the constellation. Yeah. Uh, the three stooges couldn't have written a, written a scene as epic as that. hundred yeah. percent. But the, so that one kind of sticks out. Um, of course, all of the, the really cheesy stop motion mechanical monsters. Yeah. My son, who's three, he's, he likes Godzilla. We were watching this and he was like, is that King Ghidorah? <laughs> no, kind of. It looks sort of like King Ghidorah. Cause I think he does slay like a three headed mechanical dragon. Um, the other scene where, um, Hercules has to like grow big to like walk the continent of Africa or something like that. So right. they like had him like on a, so it was done all using like force perspective. So they shot him like in the distance and then they had him on like a little cart and so he's real small because of the perspective of him looking as normal size, and then they just pulled him like on a little cart and with his hands, you know, like the Superman pose. And of course, you know, as they pulled him closer, it appears oh, that he yeah. grows, you know, to like you know this giant twenty-foot man. But so just little things like that, like you know, are awesome. And I, to me, like that's so charming because to me, like nowadays, like you get lost in like the crap cgi fest that's you know litters our screens today i'm a practicals a practical effects guy i don't know about you yeah i can really appreciate you know them doing on set things like that i mean i would much rather have a guy in a bear suit than a cgi bear with the exception maybe of prey that one looked pretty good yeah. but um i don't know when i see things like that it just takes me out of the movie. But when I see... Even if I were to see a guy in a bear suit, I could I would still be more believable to me than, than the cartoon that I'm... The guy fighting a cartoon. So, anyway. But, uh, yeah, I digress. Hercules, great film. Great film.
0: Yeah, so I don't have a workout, but what we do have is, in this book, Lou Frigno's Guide to Personal Power, Bodybuilding, and Fitness, he actually has a chapter on Hercules and
1: it's his training log yeah right?
0: he has his workout look his uh, location workouts and uh, it's pretty intense he's got his film schedule here yeah so if you want our official pump action podcast Hercules workout go get this book
1: yeah actually maybe I'll post it up on the, the Instagram page which we do have an Instagram page um you know you can follow us over at pump action underscore podcast. Over on Instagram, but well, maybe I'll post it over there. It'd be a great workout to, to if you're, especially you garage guys like us, who like to throw these move, kinds of movies on, find the Inspirato to hit a set of bench. I this movie is the perfect because like you're just gonna be, in fact you'll probably stop working out just to marvel right. at the physique of Lou Ferrigno in this movie. It's ridiculous. I. Cannot stress it enough how good he looks.
0: You can of course Google it, but there's also pictures in this book of him, in his Hercules shape. Yeah. But yeah, some the workout it's pretty crazy. Eight sets of barbell presses, like fifteen sets of crunches and eighteen sets of presses. It's like it's several pages long, yeah. and uh, I think it says somewhere here it takes him like it took him like two and a half hours to do the whole workout. Yeah. So it's pretty, uh, pretty intense.
1: Yeah. There was, they did say too on the, the commentary, they had a commentary that I, cause like I said, I watched this movie like three times in preparation for this. Um, Listened to the, watched it once all the way through, watched it once with the um, uh, uh, commentary and then watched it once just kind of for some mental notes or some physical notes. And um, that was one of the things that they said, like I guess that scene where he has to fight all of those guys, and he like picks up the log. Um, he said he was like so tired, like he just kind of came up with that on the spot, because like I guess you know nutrition wise, like he he wasn't taking in as many calories as he normally does because mm-hmm. it was hard. They said they were like filming out in the middle of nowhere, and so it was hard to get like food out there that he could like sustain himself. So I guess he was probably just like pounding like whatever they had at the catering, which probably wasn't much. Um, especially like protein wise, and said that like he had to hold They were the director said like he held up a lot of shots because he was still working out, so they had to like wait around on it. <laughs> but for that scene, like um, that's why he kind of picked up the log. They like it was sort of like the Indiana Jones thing, where like, right. the guy's like, like that, and then like the sword guy, he just pulls out his gun and like shoots him. I guess it was sort of like the same thing. So, like, these guys, you know, have all these ninja moves, and then he just says, like, I'm too tired to shoot this. Like, I'm physically drained. I have nothing in me. My body's completely depleted because I'm so dried out, and I'm in such great physical condition that it just, it's draining on you. So that's why I, like, picked up the log and, like, tossed it at him. And, like, that was, like, their Indiana Jones scene, too. So, um, but I guess he didn't have, like, raging diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, that we Harrison know of. That we know. You might have
0: been drinking that Italian country water. <laughs>
1: yeah. <that's right. laughs> so anyway, well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for the notes. Those were great. Yep. Um, this is a fun film. Like I said, it, actually, now talking about it, I almost kind of want to go back and now watch. I'll watch it again, but I definitely wanted to watch Hercules too because it is. It's a fun movie. Um, I mean, it's not an Academy Award winner. It's nothing that's going to suck you in. But for, it's hard to beat for 90 minutes of entertainment. And definitely, that's I was entertained for 90 minutes. So any film that can do that is uh, is good in my book. So Laura, well, right, I guess we'll sign it off here. We'll end it here. So my name is Ty Fighter, and this is d Bone. Yeah, thank you for joining us on Pump Action Podcast. All your dreams got you blinded by the light You
0: see your finest hour A fire inside you is night